Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasts. The files are located on the second floor, at the end of a long hallway. The fluorescent lights above flicker on and off. Open the door on the right. In the bottom drawer of a file cabinet, there it is, a folder labeled with three words that are poured onto stories. Stories of history, stories of people, stories of death. I'm Luke Poling, and this is Famous Last Words. In 1899, when they were building Symphony Hall in Boston, Massachusetts, the original plan was to have the names of important composers put on the arch that encloses the stage. However, there was only one composer everyone could agree on, so, to this day, the only name inscribed on one of the shields is Beethoven. The rest of the spots are blank. What does this have to do with Beethoven's last words? Nothing other than to suggest that, even 75 years after his death, his greatness was one of the few things everyone could agree on. There's a lot to know about Beethoven and his work, and we're certainly not going to cover it all here. But here are the basics. Ludwig von Beethoven was born December 17, 1770, in Germany. In 1800, Beethoven premiered his first symphony, and his first set of string quartets followed the year later. And it's also around this time that his hearing had already begun to deteriorate. By 1814, he was using what they called ear trumpets to hear, and he had stopped performing in public after one entire concert was played on an out-of-tune piano, and Beethoven didn't notice. Beethoven's work has been broken up into three different sections or periods. The last one, the late period, mostly features work that was written after his hearing loss. That body of work includes five piano sonatas, two sonatas for cello and piano, multiple string quartets, and two large-scale pieces, which we'll get to shortly. Scholars say whatever he was suffering from was likely worsened by an ongoing legal battle that he was having with his brother's widow over his nephew Carl, of whom Beethoven believed he was willed sole custody by his brother. This was his first instance of long-term health problems, and it would not be his last. By 1818, Beethoven's hearing was pretty much gone, and he had to carry around notebooks to communicate. His Ninth Symphony premiered in 1823, for which Beethoven stood next to the conductor keeping time. It should be noted that the conductor instructed the orchestra and the choir to ignore Beethoven's tempo and follow him. The symphony was greeted with rapturous applause, which, because he couldn't hear, Beethoven needed to be turned to the audience so they could see the response. Beethoven's health took a turn for the worse in 1826. He was confined to his bed, first suffering from vomiting and diarrhea. He underwent four operations to remove a buildup of fluid in his abdomen. All of it was to no avail. On March 24, 1827, the great composer passed away.
Somewhere between 10 to 30,000 people turned out to see Beethoven's coffin as it made its trek through Vienna to the cemetery. A death mask was made so people would be able to remember how he looked at the time of his passing, and several friends cut off locks of Beethoven's hair as a keepsake. Given Beethoven's stature in the public eye, a lot of false information about his dying made its way into the story, and there are multiple accounts of his final hours. Some versions have Beethoven surrounded by his sister-in-law, his secretary, his brother Johann, and his nephew Karl, as well as his good friend Anselm Huntenbrenner. However, the most trusted account, written by Huntenbrenner shortly afterwards, puts just Beethoven's sister-in-law and Huntenbrenner by his side. Some have said that the composer's final words were, Applaud, my friends, the comedy is over. This is typically the last line in the popular Italian theater style known as Commedia dell'arte. Some, likely influenced by the romanticism that seemed to encircle parts of Beethoven's life, had Beethoven saying wistfully, I shall hear in heaven. But that isn't the case either. An autopsy, conducted three days after his death, found the composer suffering from cirrhosis, end-stage liver failure, and severe pancreatitis. If that wasn't enough, a large amount of lead was in his blood. Throughout his life, much of the wine Beethoven drank was fortified with lead sugar, which was a cheap, and illegal, way to sweeten poor quality wine. But what was the actual cause of death? A DNA study of Beethoven's hair done in 2006 showed that he likely died from liver failure, compounded by the cirrhosis. Knowing that he died of liver failure and cirrhosis helps shed a little more light on what were really Ludwig van Beethoven's last words. Upon being told that his publisher had sent 12 bottles of wine to him, Beethoven responded, Pity, pity, too late. He then lay back and fell asleep, never to awake again. Famous Last Words is a production of the Professional Production Company. It is written and narrated by Luke Poling. That, that's me. It is produced by Heidi Hequist and myself. Our assistant producer is Sabrina Thompson. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook under Famous Last Words Pod. And on our website, you can find full transcripts, credits, and much more. FamousLastWordsPod.com Cast Network. The light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. Welcome to Creepy Tapas, where we do the opposite of deep dives and bring you tiny tastes of terror connected by a common ingredient. True stories to haunt and chill you and the pop culture they inspired. Or at least the movies and books that remind us of them. Join us as we descend into darkness. Beginning with the lighter side of our weekly topic. And wrapping with a full dark, no stars account of terror, madness, murder, and more. It's Creepy Tapas, y'all.